church boys. Hey, hey, Billy. How long has it been since you've had your haircut? You look like you are a mess. <laughs> I have not had a haircut do? since February. So February nineteenth, eighteenth. It was around there. Can I've been cutting it myself, you know? Right. So can you maybe train your wife to do it because it's really. This is not. I good. had her do the back of it one day, but it was a little nerve wracking. So no, I mean, listen, I've decided that I'm all in on on this, like just being, you know, a slob. Basically, I already was before, so now I'm really into it. <laughs> Lucas looks so pretty today. He, though. he, he got his hair done. I just left the. Uh, what the did you Wait. The, no, what did so you just it's say, not Billy? a hairdresser. Wait a minute. Oh. Did you just sounds say, more ridiculous than hairdresser. No, no, it doesn't. A hairdresser? Well, what are they dressing? They're not dressing well, anything. There's nothing they're putting what to are they dress it. But oh, they're styling you like you're Gucci or couture. You, wait, you, you got your haircut. A, just a second. I, he mocks okay. me for being old and using old terms. Hairdresser is something my grandmother was called, right? And she opened her hairdressing <laughs> business true. in the 19 friggin' 40s. <laughs> She was you a have a beehive to dress hair like that. I is, don't like, know what you got, where you guys, well, I know where you live, but you little bumpkins need to realize that here in New York, we call it hairdresser. Actually, I don't, I used to go to a barber. Don't. My barber went out of business. Barber's so I'm the only adjusting term. to what the hairdresser is. It's because you haven't been since March. You well, have, I have no idea. I have a hairdresser now. My barber's gone. De like dead from COVID? So or I go to a stylist yeah. and uh, oh, that's almost at a bad. salon. So I don't do the barbershop thing. I it do the salon thing. You go to a salon. Of course yes. he does. My view is that if my preferred hair, if you don't get a head massage during your haircut at some point, then you're not at the right place. That's I've all I've never I'm had a head massage in my life except for at a <laughs> massage place. Not at what? Like, do Wait. you get your hair washed and like permed? I don't understand okay. what happens. First of all, have you seen my hair? This is a serious operation here that I have going on. I think you color it, by the way, because I do not believe that you are the age you are. I have white hair everywhere. There's I no do way not, that you don't. Nor have I ever colored my hair. Just for men. You're doing something. No, it's just, it's, uh, you know what? It's good genes. And I've, I've spoken over my hair my whole life that it shall not turn gray. And so far as listen, I do have if I get close to the camera here, I do have a couple little gray ones right here in the beard. But, but you're like older than me. you're years older than me, like three years yeah. older than me. And I have How white hair everywhere. Thirty six. I forget sometimes. Well, I'm older. I'm, I, I, I'll be 41 this year. Right. Yeah. Oh. I'll be 37 in like a month and a half. I'm just pretending I won't be. But yes, I, you're, I but, should mention that John Stamos is my cousin. <laughs> no, not really. But. I can't. I can't. What about John Stamos's older um, brother, Richard Stamos? Now, Billy, I think isn't your hair white because you frost it? Isn't your hair frosted? I do not. I you frost do. Hair. I know that you do. You put highlights. My hair is white from stress. It was, you know, like I'm just gonna go with it from stress. My dad kind of went down your Amazon early. packages. I have. Are you still wiping down your packages? No. Nope. Anyone else? I no. Uh, I have kind of stopped. I still. It depends on what it is. It depends on like what I'm opening. Um, but I wash my hands endlessly because I'm not getting the COVID. I, I don't understand. Wash my hands a fair amount. I right, still, you I'm guys still are all yeah. about the Rona. You're yeah. all about the Rona. I'm back you don't to, care. I'm back to as well, normal went, as my life can be right now. I mean, it's. I'm not quite at that level yet. And they just did a mask mandate in Indiana, so it's like you know. I think they're it's they're saying it is a um, misdemeanor. It, and like 
six months in prison or something if wow. they catch you. So it's something crazy like that. But I just went to this event tonight and, you know, everybody's shaking hands, which uh, I'm kind of a germaphobe anyways. Uh, and, uh, and you know, really nothing to even do with COVID. So I go and like wash my hands. And as soon as I come out of the bathroom, somebody's like, hey, how's it going? I, and they, they introduce me. So, but it, they're great people. Good night. Gloves but, are uh, useless. Useless. Gloves are not useless, useless if you know how to take them on and off. And I useless. know how to take them on and off. You don't Billy's think like, like changed them with his, you oh, know, you, like, don't think, the you don't think I know how to remove a glove? I've got it down. Before, if I wear gloves, I went to my first store the other day when I was on vacation, my first store since March 19th, okay? And I was horrified and I went through self checkout, but I wore gloves. And I'm going to tell you something about those gloves. Were they purple? I know. No, I actually had clear ones this time. Okay, good. But I have boxes of I have boxes of gloves and cleaning supplies. If you came to my house, you'd be horrified. Um, but the the thing is, I know how to take them off. And when I touch my car door with the glove, I then sanitize my car door after I have the gloves off. I got it down. I sanitize the gloves. I'm not gonna get. I hope. Watch. I'll probably get it. You idiots to. won't. But you I'm gonna try not to get the maskless and gloveless. And you, Billy Hallowell, are not going to get it. You're not going to get it. Do you know why? I don't know about that. Because you are not that. cheek to jowl. As big as your cheeks and jowls are, you are not cheek to jowl <laughs> with infected people. You're not hanging you know around what, infected people. You're not, you're not in here's crowds. It's not going to happen to you. You say that, but people, numerous people in my church have had it, and we have a small church. Numerous people, and their and have spouses you been don't to the get church? How did they get it? Uh, have you been to the church, sinner? Have you been to the church? No, but okay. my so point what is, is that he could catch have, it from live stream. I mean, I almost nobody, wore a mask talking to you guys tonight. Nobody's transmitted it. My, my church is very careful when they meet and they're allowed to meet. They meet outside. But my point is numerous people I know, a college professor died that I had from it. So there are, and I don't know, I it's a lot better here now, but it was to the point where you knew people, my neighbor's mother's dead, you know, like a lot of people. Now, Chris, you had what? I'm sorry, one and a half cases in your county at this point. Yeah, well, yeah we have, we've had two confirmed cases. One of them, well, one of them we know was under fifty. That's all we know, but we don't know who they were well, hanging that wasn't around. I don't, you, I don't. So we know you're clear. Uh, <laughs> we don't know who. I don't know who they. I don't know who the person was. We don't. I don't know who they were hanging around or anything. But I'm telling you, Billy, if you're just outdoors, away, within ten feet of people, you're safe. You're not I gonna get that. it. I don't if there's believe any that. breeze at Listen. all, it goes away. The gribblies just float away. <laughs> But based on what science? Oh, you know, based I, on any science you've ever you've ever studied microbes of listen, any kind. If it's not windy, gonna, and let's say let's just have a hypothetical, Chris, you're infected with COVID, and you're out walking, and you're right about now. I wish I were infected with COVID. Could it leave a like a for like three a, hours? A little cloud of COVID here. hanging on the trail. It can't. And somebody walks through it later. I don't think so. Do you understand? Do you understand? There's a it's thing not, called gravity. It's not a cloud. No, they stay in the air for three it's, hours. It's not fog. Is... It's not fog. But you understand? It doesn't just like <coughs> if I cough right here, my stuff, even indoors in my house, it doesn't just float right here, right here in front of my face. And then if you were to come near me and breathe, you, you, it disperses into the atmosphere. Right, exactly. It disperses are into you small, yes, itty bitty pieces, pieces that are not going to infect you and get I you sick. I'm not. Do you realize? Listen to me. Do you realize having getting. 
you have to have however many millions of microbes to, to, to actually get you infected. Having one or two isn't the wow. same as getting a thousand of Listen, them. It's not the same. 33,000 33, people somehow died in the state I live in. And I don't, I think it's easier to get than we think. I think the aerosol transmission of it is, and that's what they're saying now. This has been the new aerosol, aerosol. Be careful. Your people are breathing it in. It's not, it's not just, now they're saying okay, the surfaces are. Hang on. There is no they. Because the they is so divided and so confused on everything. So that's what they're saying. Like that's you could what find plenty of experts are saying. You can find whatever way. position though you want. And like it's the out there in and the church that behind it. Like the position in the church don't you do which it. doesn't have don't science you? behind it that Oh, I have some things to say about the church's handling of this. But Maybe we should talk about something else, like Trump's cognitive impairments. I don't <laughs> well, know. What or, do you... or, well, we were gone last week. Do we owe an explanation or not? We've, gone, we've been gone two weeks, I think. Well, no, we yeah. were gone. We were off. We we were gone for a week, and it lined up with you closing up your book, right? And then we were on. Yes. And then we were off last week. And part of the reason we were I off. Think la- been, I think we missed two weeks. No, in we a row. missed two, in a row. two, Chris. I know it's hard. I know your memory's going. We didn't do two in a row. Did we miss two in a row? We, we did. missed two in a row. Because we didn't yes, do it the night we our, left. Oh. We had three fans from Uganda write and ask uh, if we were okay. So We actually fell in the charts. Chartable sent me a little thing, and we fell. We were like actually going up Chartable on news and commentary, and then we fell. Uh, well, we okay. fell like... All right, so we, like, we've missed two episodes because the Thursday, the thir- the Thursday we were going to record two weeks ago was the night before I was leaving. And Billy, you were leaving like the next day too, I think. Or Billy was close. getting his tips frosted, I think That's is right. what was happening that day. Andrew, you do so. your the hairstylist. <laughs> Why don't you train your I wife just, to cut your hair? I don't want my wife to cut I don't out. think I mean, you can use the phrase train and wife. Like, I oh, don't yes, think that can. works well, together. I wish I could train my wife not to hurl expletives while I'm on the phone. Oh. That would be actually... Yeah, do tell this story. Yeah, you and, tell she, this. and she never does this, of course. But never. the one moment I'm on the phone in a very serious conversation, the door to my office is shut. I hear her taking the kids out to play. They had gone for a walk, opened the garage, came through the garage, got some stuff in the house. Five minutes went by. We've had a raccoon infestation, which I think I've mentioned on the show. Now, this is during the day at like 2 p.m. All of a sudden I hear, oh, shh. And she hurls the expletive. <laughs> and... But it's loud. Somehow it traveled like a COVID particle through my door. And the and my boss, the person I'm talking to on the phone, my boss, hears it clearly because how could you not? And it's like one of those moments where you're trying to pretend it didn't happen. But I was like, my wife just cursed because there's a raccoon That's in my you garage. Actually, you, Apparently the raccoon you acknowledged was it on the, You acknowledged it on the call? Yes! Good. Yeah, because it was like, I think this is like when somebody farts out loud and you hear it and you just try to pretend you didn't hear it, but then you're gagging because it's so gross. Like, he's probably horrified. I need to address this. So my wife is like so apologetic, but she just like freaked out because she opened the door and there's this scraggly rabid, probably not daytime raccoon. Okay, everybody doesn't have COVID and not every raccoon has rabies. Most raccoons out during the day are not healthy. (laughs) You guys because they're they say animals. They say are you that are most you raccoons. I <laughs> they say it. It's are a you, rapid raccoon. Are you one of those people that's like I, I well I know this. I already know the answer to this question. Billy, are you a worst case scenario type person? When it comes to rabies, Ebola, and now COVID, yes. What, what about it when it comes to job prospects and 
house purchases and family oh, oh, family wait, vacations. I mean, so like every die every go ahead you're dying to tell people that I'm trying to buy a second home. Go ahead. Okay, tell Rock, them. Okay. Okay, Rockefeller. I thought this was the third house actually. There's that one upstate he doesn't tell anybody about. Oh my gosh. Oh, you got I more actually, homes than Epstein did, I think. Here's the worst. I'm trying to buy a house to escape COVID. That's the whole point. Why don't you just go ahead? Just move. You should move in with Chris. Uh, He's only got move one in with case me. We don't there. have cases here. I have a big house. You wouldn't have to you wear a people, mask. You people aren't even testing, probably. You would have to put up with Jerk Bird. A Jerk Bird? I haven't seen Jerk Bird in weeks. Probably died of COVID. <laughs> but I don't have a squirrel that keeps. Can you? All right. Listen, I'll, all I'm saying is this raccoon tried to get into our house, and so she freaked. And then I had to explain it. And okay. and listen, I I do not believe that there are healthy raccoons walking around at two p.m. I don't. You might you might believe there are. So, I don't. So I had I was at the pet store the other day, and a guy had a raccoon on his shoulder. Uh, I tell you this, yeah. I might have said that on another show, but that weird. happened. It was a pet. Yeah, it was a pet. Yeah, was it like just a random raccoon jumped yeah. on his shoulder? Yeah, it, just... it was out during the day at two p.m. and a random <laughs> raccoon attacked him. Where do you people live that somebody has a raccoon at the pet store? <laughs> This is. I love, oh, there's that I COVID. Love, I love there's the, the question, third case. Was it a pet? No, he was just randomly attacked as he walked into the pet store and just yeah, didn't bother to take it off. He had a le- What is wrong? I had, with- some, I had yeah. some friends, family members who had a pet skunk. They had the stinker removed. Mm. Uh, um. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have nothing nice to say, so, <laughs> to say okay. about any of this. But I- so was it a seeing your, eye your skunk? Second, why? What are you gonna say? I, your second, the Rockefeller um, chateau oh, yes. that you're working on, gang. The chateau. You have the chalet. To, it's actually yes. a chalet. Shay <laughs> Alloel. It's cheaper. So, it is cheaper to keep my townhouse and buy a second house in Pennsylvania than it is to buy another house here. So, well, of course, you're now in multiple states. Yeah. You're well, if it goes through, and I don't know, it may he's not go exp- through. Yeah, because it may he's not appraise ex- properly. He's been expanding for quite some. And his, shall we say, weight group had what is morbidly obese. They say. So, <laughs> you need to tell people about the house. What's going on with this house purchase? Because I'm guessing, I'm, I'm guessing that people that, well. The sellers of your the house don't listen to the show, so you could tell what's been going. I don't on know. They hysterical. called my cell phone, and they, I never gave them my number, so I don't. They may be listening. <laughs> they might be listening. So I, I'm not even joking. I, they are very nice people. If you're listening, um, and the thing is, I just you know dealing with. I don't. I feel like they don't really want to move. It's like that kind of vibe where it's like, oh, we just keep putting our house up for sale, and we're not sure if we want to move, but. We have a signed contract and we made an offer that was accepted. And so we just have to wait for the house to appraise, which for some reason, I think Chris is like withholding the appraisal to torment me. It's been like two weeks and we don't have the appraisal back and we have an inspection on Monday. So I want that appraisal because I'm going to pull out of it. I can't get it. So didn't I I remember there being a couple things that you and I talked about offline and that one of them was something about the furniture. They really want us to buy their furniture. And so Is it nice furniture? And I mean Yes. I, I can't 
I can't see you, though, using style. somebody else's furniture. No, 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 we don't want their furniture because it's a way – when people want to sell their furniture, they're trying to upcharge, right? They want you to yeah. buy their stuff. Yeah. I would and, rather they don't pay, and they don't want to right. move it, yeah. It benefits them. It doesn't right. benefit yeah. anybody else but them. So, you know, they wanted us to buy, which we've avoided. Like, I don't want to buy your furniture. I just want to buy the house and be done with it. And it's a really nice little house in a really cool community where there's pools and it's, it's just a, gated it's a great community, community, I'm sure. It actually doesn't have a gate, but it should. There's tennis courts, and it's wonderful. Um, you don't need gates in Pennsylvania. Guys. If only I had that uh, $200,000 a year pastor salary, That'd I might be, uh, I might be able buy, to get that second You could buy one to be home. neighbors. Well, <laughs> I do not understand why you guys have to bring that back up. The thing is, I'm not joking. It is it is much cheaper to buy. It, it literally is the same price for us to move somewhere else. It's crazy. It's it's like oh, it makes way more sense to just go get something else and stay where we are because we're. Happy I love where we are. that Chris can make you talk about or defend anything just by bringing it up. Okay, so the other question I had, <laughs> what was Please this continue. deal? You signed a contract and then they try to charge you more. What was this thing? So Pennsylvania is like me weird. About it and I didn't understand it. So not to get into like real estate, but it was interesting because in New York, you make an offer on a house. There's no contracts or anything. There's no agreement. You make the offer and they either accept or reject it. Then you move into that phase. In Pennsylvania, you make the offer, you sign an agreement, and then they deliver that agreement with the offer to the seller. And if the seller doesn't agree, they'll like change it. But you sign, like we already signed the contract up front. Mm -hmm. Then you move into the rest of the process and they have to disclose what's wrong with the house. So the history of the house is like it's actually really efficient it's totally different in new york you don't have to disclose anything any ghost stories or bodies or anything like that right. on this oh, one? i hope so no no it was built in like 2002 so it was relatively a newer house so are these but these original uh, owners they're the original owners yeah and, so, and they've not when are they going to tell you if there's something wrong with the house like if there is a body buried or they would have had they to had already a, do that. Oh, okay. They so, had a pet raccoon for they a while. Hoping would they have for to, a, a possessed house. Would they tell? Would they? Open. Would they have to tell you? Uh, it's a semi-serious question. Would they have to tell you if there had been like a murder in the house? Would they have to tell you that kind of thing? There was nothing on the form about that, and which was interesting because some states do require that. I didn't see that. It was more about like mold and you know okay. like radon and that kind of stuff. Is and, this a is this a summer home? Is this a winter? palace i mean what are we a this princess castle a, this is an escape home and we were looking to do it on our own but then my in-laws wanted to do it too and so we got a bigger house together <laughs> so, so we went half and half on it oh. so it's not just us it's okay. and it's when i say bigger house it's 2500 square feet it's not that big um is it bigger but than, so it's gonna it be bigger, a house we go to on weekends that's is pretty it bigger big than, for our audience listening from uganda is it i big, just want to point uh, that out I yes think it might be bigger than the house he currently lives in it, it is. My current be. house is only twenty one hundred so square feet. Your yes, second home is bigger. your second home is even bigger than your first New York home. Is that what you're saying? It is. Uh -huh. Well, it is. And it's so we're gonna be there weekends and we'll live there for the summers as long as I'm working remotely, right. we'll go there for the summers. So that's kind of the plan. And if COVID comes back, I'm heading right there. I'm not staying in New York again for that crap. I'm out. <laughs> so So Ma Did you check the number of cases in this county of yeah, COVID? Yeah, did you check that? It was in the green zone, but I think they're probably here's the thing. Even if it goes badly, you're away from people. It's not the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a very so different. Although the community keeps the covid particles out, I think. It's how that and works. everybody drives around in a golf cart. So of I get course. to buy a golf cart. Oh, So is this like the 60 plus community? 
So is is it the elderly community yes. where you're headed? No. no. It, it's interesting. It's half and half. It's like families. Some are permanent residents. Oh. They live there all the time. Others are not. They're, it's actually so large in the neighborhood that it's it's a town. It's like a township. Okay. So now Ma and Pa Corleone are going in on this with you. <laughs> <laughs> they are. What about now? What about I know that I know that <laughs> I know there are two more siblings, Sonny and Fredo. Are Sonny and Fredo <laughs> in on no, this? No, <laughs> it's just my it's just my in laws okay. and us. The four of us we're splitting everything down the middle. Okay. The yeah. others are running the uh, the business in Vegas, right. I think, in the oh, ground. Don't forget are, the aren't you Italian? Atlantic City. Yeah, my mom's maiden name was Corelli. Oh, oh wow. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's, it's real. So yeah, your amniotic real. fluid was half wine then. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, the other half was uh, I'm kind of Irish, so I think it was half wine and half whiskey. <laughs> you were you worked. were doomed to begin with. <laughs> right. So, so are you guys wearing masks, either of you? you mean, currently, we're on a camera for crap's sake. Not now, you dummies. I'm talking about in general when you leave your homes and go into public. Well, apparently now Governor Holcomb in Indiana, who I've been quite supportive of, has decided that he's going to become a communist and threaten people with, like, fines and jail time and misdemeanors if they don't wear masks. So Now, what's the mask uh, requirement where you are? Well, it's an executive order, so <laughs> he's been criticized by not pushing that into, um, you know, through legislation at right. this point. Uh, you know, four or five months into this deal. But um, so I wear it, you know, into all stores right. and I wear one into our office buildings. We're in a we're a tenant within a larger building okay. downtown, uh, but we don't wear it in our office spaces. Now, this new executive order would require us to wear it in our own office spaces and kind of all the time, anytime that you can't technically social distance from people. So how many people are in your office space? Is this this is your is it like you and your wife so, and what? Who's there? No, so I have I have probably on a given like on a big day we might have four or five employees plus me in there. Okay. And then, but like you know, I had a meeting yesterday where five or six people came in for one meeting. It was with a board uh, for a nonprofit, uh, actually pro life group, and so they came in. And so you know, I mean, we have people in and out throughout the day. And so right now, like prior to this, it would just be they wear a mask in the hallway. And then once we everybody kind of gets sat, they can take them off. But this is putting a little bit more pressure on that, including kind of when you're even outside. So uh, like this event I went to tonight with like a bunch of people in one house, everybody <gasps> technically would have to wear a mask during that time period. So even at a private residence? Yes. Hmm. I mean, if there's uh, people that aren't part of your family, I think right. is the deal. So if you go to a cookout at somebody's house, and you're, right. you know, you're not able to now, is it required, technically is it social distance. Outside as well. What's that? Are they required outside as well? I think so. Yeah. Well, I, think I mean, so. luckily, it, you should join a protest because protests actually don't spread COVID. I don't know if you're aware not, of that. Ah, yes, yes, yes that that so, little smoke cloud. It just it passes right, much like the blood over the doors. It just goes right. Pat, you're. It's very the very. <laughs> efficient to be in a protest i do think that's the problem with all of this like i'm very torn on the whole nine yards honestly i don't really know what the answer is um i don't like the government coming in and making these decisions at the same time we got a lot of people who are like oh, i'm never gonna do it and right. you know screw you and it's my freedom and it's like yeah. well you know 
It's also the freedom of 65 year olds not to be inflicted yeah. with COVID while they're I'm, buying orange. I'm happy to wear a mask. I just don't want somebody to tell me I have to wear a mask. Right. That, that's I, where yeah. I want to push back. But the so problem like, is that I've been people, wearing, I take a mask everywhere with me where I go. I wash my hands. Most people, if you don't tell them they have to, won't. Which, yes. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's why they tell that's them they the have challenge. to. That's, yeah. the, that's the challenge. My, I don't, <laughs> listen. My thing on masks is I don't know if they I don't know if they help or not. I think there's plenty of evidence to show they do. I think there's plenty of evidence to say eh, I don't know how effective they really are. I mean I think that that's I think that that is a fair debate to have on the mask issue for me and for my family. What we when we talk about it is that listen, if they're effective, then we should be wearing them consistently. If they're effective, we've not been shown that. I've got plenty of people that have said I, I have plenty of people that I trust who say they're effective that I'm going, okay, we can go with it be, being effective. The problem lies in that there is no logic to the edicts and rules that are put out there about wearing masks because I can go to, I can go to the, I can go to a restaurant and I have to wear it when I'm on this side of the maitre d's yeah. desk. But as soon as I have said, they say, follow me to your table. As soon as I get to my table that has a glass of water on it that I can drink, I can remove the mask. I may have only walked eight feet, but somehow I can take the mask off. Somehow they believe that your body doesn't produce more saliva when you're chewing like a cow than when you're sitting in the waiting room. No, there's no logic to it. If masks are effective and they should be worn at all times, and you can take them off for restaurants, then you shouldn't be allowed to sit in a restaurant and eat without a mask. Period. Yeah. Well, I think we're seeing the spread increase as we open up restaurants and stuff. And who knows? Is it the restaurant? Is it the protest? Is it all of it? Like, you know, I have the thing that makes me believe that masks are effective as much as I hate them. Um, New York's disastrous response with handling the elderly. But once once that was handled things have been shut down and people were wearing masks and the, and the spread really has been kept things, at a minimum. But things being shut down is probably what did it. Not the mat, not necessarily, right, but, not necessarily. But we've been open be for masks, a while now, right? It could mm -hmm. be the mask, but so the, uh, the other thing that drives me, well, it doesn't matter. Like we've been open for a month and a half now. So yeah. in some form, and now we're moving into phase four, which is everything but gyms and movie theaters right. pretty much. So, you know, yeah, we're in like 4.5, I think, right now. Yeah. Well, so Governor Inslee froze us like, everybody where we yeah. are. Like, yeah. we have four but, phases, and everybody, we're in phase three, and we were in phase two to begin with because we were that far along. But he froze the whole state. Nobody's moving any phases right now. And phase four has always been you have to get the governor's approval. So my, my friends who are sheriffs in the sheriff's department said this was a scam all along. They were never going to let anybody into phase four, ever. Because it was always governor's discretion, but See, I, that's the problem. Yeah, but I just here's another thing. This this came out yesterday. I think that Inslee probably had done something like this already. Governor Inslee of Washington, but Governor Brown of Oregon announced. I think it was yesterday that that bars in Oregon now must close at ten o'clock instead of midnight. Again, I don't know what the logic is. Well, here's here's the logic. I don't on get that. that. Like a raccoon. <laughs> It's like it's the you're, reverse. You're only rabid and so, contagious. you know, yes, there, you know, if uh, because coronavirus is apparently uh, uh, just only comes out during the day, 
or no, I guess it would be, it would be nocturnal. No, if if it comes out during the day, if it's out there walking around at night, then you know it's really rabid. And so I don't don't think that really made sense, but I think there's some sort of God bless him. It's like gremlins on par. He's doing the right thing. Stop those rabid. That would be Mrs. Brown. Or like you have places in California, what was it, that they, they can't serve or they can, uh, they can't serve food, but they can serve wine, or they can't serve wine, but they it's can the serve. They can serve alcohol. You're gonna order a drink. That's how New York is you, now. If you're gonna order a drink, yeah. you have to get food. Well, too. and which is California. They, so these guys were getting these bars were getting around it, right? By saying chips one dollar, right? You can you could order <laughs> cheese sticks for a dollar, and then so they came out with this edict in California. I think New York just did the same thing, and it's like it doesn't count as a meal. Well, what do you get to decide what a meal is? It I mean, makes there's it's, no there's a logic lot of, at all. And that's the problem. It's, no it's double talk. I, can I say this, though, for as obnoxious and worrisome as the government is shutting down? To me, it's like put out an, an edict saying you can't sing or chant, and that will cover the protest, too. But saying churches can't sing in an right, edict is problematic, right? Ridiculous. So that's the issue. I don't have an issue with trying to stop the spread. I, I do worry about how far it's going to go. I also, though, am a little disturbed by so many Christians in my feeds being so angry about a mask and how it's their right. And it's like, I do think the world is watching Christians right now and that what they're seeing is not, among some Christians, a very good look for the church. Right. Well, yeah, and, and and again, this isn't the first pandemic. It's probably the first pandemic that's been politicized at this level. I don't know as though the, you know, the uh, the Spanish flu was, was quite the same Right. Uh, level of, uh, you know, sort of, uh, um, you know, the binary choices that we have today. But, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a far cry from the persecution of the early church. And, you know, I start wondering, like, what happens when real persecution happens, like, you know, some of the stuff we're talking well, about later on the like show. A, they'll fold like uh, a $3 you know, suitcase. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, well, nine percent of them will read their Bibles. That's what will happen. Nine <laughs> well, percent. Let's get. Let's have get. Have we started it. the show yet? No, we, we haven't. So you know, back to the bottom line, though. What really has to happen is we have to get the hairdressers open. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello. From the sublime to the ridiculous, but mostly ridiculous. Billy Hollowell. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? It's not what he said, you ignorant wretch. Chris Field. Bad guy in little gold. Let me tell you why I suck. Lucas Miles. I want you to forget what you saw here today. Aw, I've interrupted happy time. The Church Boys. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I hate these guys. So I hate them too. So I, I had somebody ask me, why... So the, obviously the 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 jokes the the lines that come from different movies after Billy's makes sense like the the fat guy and the, the what, I'm I'm fat guy and something else and Billy's something fat and and You're I don't remember it, it, but there's one after Billy it says I want you to forget what you saw here today that comes after Lucas when we say Lucas's mm-hmm. name and the, and that actually is from um Billy's favorite movie, Austin Powers, the first Austin I Powers love, movie. I do love that movie. I do too. It's fantastic. <laughs> I shouldn't admit. Fat Bastard Lucas. is my favorite character ever. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lucas. Fat Bastard and freaking Mini Me and Frau Bar—they're all amazing characters. They are. This, it's your a wife cusses one time with your boss on the phone, and you're just gonna let it fly, so. aren't you? Let it fly. <laughs> That raccoon really changed me today. So Lucas probably hasn't seen the Austin Powers movie because he's a good Christian and a pastor. So. 
I'll let you, I'll seen, let you lie. I've not seen the full franchise. Okay. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Okay. Beyond, first, Beyonce the was okay one. back then, and then she did okay in the third one, I think. Gold member, yeah. Well, Goldmember was a terrible character. That was he was the worst character out of he all. He was. Of them. It was gross. I mean, it was like he gross, was gross. gross. His not skin like peeling off. Yeah, and like eating it. But, so, <laughs> but for some reason, Fat Bastard was endearing. And then you know, and, and then you've was, got Doctor Evil is trying an to make a point. Okay. Oh, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. No, I go wasn't ahead. trying to make a point. Go ahead, Fat oh, Bastard. I, I brought this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going through and bleeping this, so it's gonna stay in there. Is Bastard that bad? Oh, no, maybe. it's not. Probably not in New York. You guys are mostly <laughs> communist and pagan. So, so but, but in the rest of the country, we would consider that rude speech. Yes, while you're at the salon, God forbid somebody <laughs> says the word bastard. <laughs> Drinking our limoncellos. Yes. yes. Okay, hold your drink up again. Tell, tell everybody what it is you're drinking. So I can't remember where I had this for the first time, but I had it. And I was like, I have at to the find salon. this. Because I don't really like the sparkling water thing. It's just not sweet enough. And, it's you know, but the LaCroix are all the rage. It doesn't have enough and, bubbles. But there is a limoncello LaCroix. And Say limoncello Billy, one more time. I will cut you, you. Limoncello, you need to get this for your second home or your third home, whatever it is, and stock I that fridge. No, it's, stock no, that golden it. fridge that you got there. Now it's and, non-alcoholic. Uh, it's non-alcoholic, like it. right? It's just limoncello flavor. Yeah, this, yeah, this is just limoncello flavor. Yes. Yes. Now, well, if I start getting a little bit, you know, more loose as the uh, interview uh, goes on here, then, you know, you might know different. Look at Hollywood thinking he's being interviewed. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so, it says, you know, it says, I want you to forget what you saw here today from Austin Powers. And it comes from when when Dr. Evil has escaped from the 1960s and he takes off in his in his uh, cryogenic chamber that is inside the statue of a Bob's big boy. Which has the big pompadour that looks just like our friend Lucas Miles. <laughs> and so these guys are talking about Bob's big boy and says never really went away, all this kind of stuff. So anyway, so that's and that's what the general tells his his analyst. No, you this, forget what we saw here today. This entire forty four minutes and fourteen seconds has well, been a disaster. Well, I just want to point been, this out. That nothing of substance has happened outside of the mask discussion. We've been going that long already. No, we've only well, we've been on the call for forty-four minutes, but we've only been recording for thirty. Right, I'm referring three minutes. I'm referring to the entirety of this conversation, both before <laughs> and after. But do you guys do you Sweet guys so think that I don't know? Like where where does this whole thing end? Where does this chaos end? Where do we end up in November? Are, do we end up with Joe Biden at this point? Do you, Lucas? What? what no happens? way. No way. No way. Now, do you say that in that we're going to end up with Trump or do we want we're not ending up with Biden because somebody else is going to replace him on the Democratic ticket? So I've said all along that I think somebody's going to replace Biden on the Democratic ticket. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to double down on that. Really? And uh, yeah, I mean, I just think that I mean, there's unless unless they change the batteries in him, I think he's going to run out of juice before November 3rd. I just, I just don't think he's going to make well, it that long. But the problem's going to become once he's officially nominated, he's the guy. I don't know how they get. I don't know how they replace him before. After he once could he's step down because of he doesn't feel like he's cognitively yeah, able. Yeah, but that might not qualify him for the ballot. Is I it possible would, that neither of them are? <laughs> well, I mean, we got Trump, Biden, that, and Kanye. Speaking of it's, cognitively, did you see? I the, mean, okay, go ahead. No, you go. Did you see the Fox interview that he did with Dr. 
Siegel or whatever his name is. It was, it was part of Tucker's show, and I think it was carried I on. I heard about show. it, but I've not had a chance to watch okay, it yet. So do you have the audio, Chris? I do. I have clips of I the audio. I need to hear it. Okay, Please. So let's hear it. So he's being asked about all, all sorts of health, and Dr. Siegel, it's a long interview, but this is this is <laughs> a few clips from it. Uh, there was like a seven-minute clip. I cut it down to about a minute or so of his answers. Well, it's actually one long answer because Dr. Siegel asked him about health and health reports. Should that be made available? And he goes, yes. And then he starts talking about I took a cognitive test because everybody said I was stupid. And so I'm going to prove I'm not stupid. I'm going to take it. Is there a test that I could take? Because people say I'm stupid that I'm not able to, I'm not sharp enough. And he goes on to say that, that Joe should take one of these tests. But here is Trump, again, clipped. Talking about the tests he had to take, that he that he took, that he asked, he said to take. Uh, and got and extra point. And so yes, so there's extra credit and everything. <laughs> I said to the doctor, it was Dr. Ronnie Jackson. I said, is there some kind of a test, an acuity test? And and it was thirty or thirty-five questions. The first questions are very easy. The last questions are much more difficult, uh, like a memory question. It's uh, like you'll go person woman, man, camera, TV. So they say, could you repeat that? Camera. So I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, that's very good. If you get it in order, you get extra points. If you, okay, now he's asking you other questions, other questions, and then 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes later, they say, Remember the first question? Not the first, but the 10th question. Give us that again. Can you do that again? And you go person, woman, man, camera, TV. Camera. If you get it in order, you get extra points. He said nobody gets it in order. It's actually not that easy. But for me, it was easy. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. They say, that's amazing. How did you do that? I do it because I have like Who's a good they, memory Lucas? because Who's I'm they? cognitively there, and I got a perfect mark. And the doctors were—they said very few people can do that. Very few people get that. You understand? It's, yes. it's not that easy. So what? Okay, in case you're wondering, what was the answer again? Person, woman, man, camera, TV. And what did the doctor say about it? They say, that's amazing. How did you do that? Who said it? They say, that's amazing. How did you do that? (laughs) I love it. Nobody can answer questions the way that Trump can. They say. I like to to mock it because there is there is a part of it that deserves mocking. Right. Because because of its silliness. At the same time, I absolutely (laughs) adore it. I'm like, give oh, me more. Amazing. Give me more. That's of this. what made Trump Trump. That's how he <laughs> yes. why he hosted The Apprentice. That's apparently why we wanted to all be on The Apprentice together as which, one nation. Which is why, even uh, though he's <laughs> down a point right now in the polls in friggin' Texas, he still could pull this I, off because this is the kind of because we can't get enough of it. When those debates start, I think that every debate will change the numbers. Think Joe, I think. It's going to be amazing. So if, if it's. If Joe stays the the, the nominee, uh, yep. Lucas, it, do you Trump think, still wins? Do you think that okay? Do you think that Joe debates him? Do you think he agrees to debate? Certainly, he's got to right. And the media I think they're already him. scheduled to right. But how are they going to do it with social distancing? They, like, could, like, they, they could do virtual. 
Oh, that'd be terrible. Oh, that would be they'll, they'll an amazing disaster. Feed them answers. I'll be terrible. People I, feed him answers. I, and Joe, Joe will freeze in the middle of it, like because he's in his bunker basement. He'll just, you know, signal he's gonna go. <laughs> I can't. I think that here's the deal. Does any part? Oh, I'm gonna get myself in trouble. Does any part of either of you ever wonder? Like, I know there's like all, a lot of evangelicals are like. God is sparing us by giving us Trump. Is are we just being judged? Like are, are these just, just like <laughs> you have all you have all watched so much reality TV and consume yourselves with idiocy that this is who I'm giving you. I'm handing these two people over to you again. It's 2016 all over again, except one has less competence than the last one did. And here you go. Like, are we just being? Is this just the? I'm not even joking. The judgment of God on America. No, theologically, no, but I, know, I do think God, that know, we but... set the stage <laughs> for. <laughs> Chris, have you finished my book, by the way? No. Yes, Chris has not finished. Yeah, I really thought there were going to be a lot more pictures. Do you need new reading glasses? Gonna be, I thought there were going to be a lot more pictures in that book, to be honest. <laughs> Apparently, you have tuberculosis. You've coughed oh, 12 man, times. Perfect health. Anyway, so it's all yeah, back to end times. Uh, um, wow. So we're not being judged, but I almost am more comfortable with that than the fact that this is something we've willingly chosen. Oh. <laughs> like, wouldn't you rather just default to, yeah, we screwed ourselves? Like, this is what we've been given. How does a year have this many problems uh, in the whole world? That's because Magog is getting ready <laughs> to twerk so, and, out onto the world and stage. The and that's the crazy thing. And maybe we've talked Gog. about this before, but it's it's the middle of friggin' of July, and we've had all everything that's look at everything that's happened since what February, and we, we ain't still seen nothing yet. We still that's ha- my view. We yeah. still haven't had the biggest story of the year yet. The election. Yeah. It still hasn't happened. So now every other election article... year, every other presidential election year. All we're talking about for the six to yeah. 18 months that lead up to the election is the election. We haven't talked about it at all since February. Yeah. None. It might not even happen. It'll happen. <laughs> the, 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 I shared an article with you guys about Bible reading in America. Now, if you were just to ask me, do you think Bible reading has gone up or down this year? There's part of me that would go, it should have gone up. Because right. the world is so crazy and things are so chaotic and there's so much fear and there's so much, you know, devastation that people would be like looking for an answer someplace. But alas, that is does not seem to be the case. Billy, what are the numbers on this? Yeah. So the this is just horrible. From 2019 to 2020, daily Bible reading. So the percentage of U.S. adults who read the Bible went from only 14 percent in 2019 down to 9%. And that poll was taken in June. So 9%. Now, in polling, many people lie. It's like, when's the last time you donated to charity? And you're like, oh, yesterday, but it's been like six months. Because in your <laughs> mind, you don't, you it's just like a subconscious thing. So you wonder, is that 9% even accurate? Is it something more like 6% or five? This is like crazy to me. One, not even one in 10 people in well, this country, well, with a country that claims almost seventy percent Christianity, a, and it's more more than a third of people who were, had considered themselves daily Bible readers, pe- people who claim to be daily Bible readers, more than a third of them have are, are no longer. 
since. Do you want to know why I think COVID. I have a theory? Everybody's on Netflix and streaming. Yeah. Everybody, everybody is is replacing what they were doing before with watching Hollywood entertainment. Or yeah. if you're Lucas, reading Christian books endlessly. Oh, the worst. <laughs> Every time I see you reading a book on Facebook, I I want to call you and scream at you. So I am I am almost. I got about a hundred pages left in Augustine's The Confessions. Augustine. And um, you call him Augustine. It's I say Augustine. Right. It's the it's the it's the correct pronunciation. All right. What have you said? There was an, Ooh, there was an Augustine later, and so they just they no. I mean, both are like accepted. Like a hairstylist, but, not a hairstylist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, is it but, Oregon? Uh, is it Oregon or Oregon? Oh, I would say, I would or, say Oregon. You'd be wrong. So I know that I'd be wrong, but yeah. that's how I would say okay. it. And I'm in the region around Chicago right. that we pronounce, and I would Sorry. say hammock. Instead of hammock, the region with an illiteracy rate apparently. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> okay, kidding. so back to Saint um, Augustine. What 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 do you? So yeah, that, um, that's what I'm reading right now. Right. That I had no story about it other than it's really good. I'm enjoying it, but uh, I I have bought so many books since COVID started. It's it's insane. You want to see? What I'm why reading? is it that these people like? I want to I want to bring one other number out though because this is interesting. <laughs> Half, 49% of Americans with a family member living in their household who died of coronavirus said they increased their Bible usage. So about 50% of the of those, which is interesting. So of the people who died, half of those families are increasing their, or half of those people are increasing. And then 36% of those with a neighbor who died of the virus increased their Bible use. And 33% of those with a, clo- a close personal friend who died increased their use. Has your has your Bible reading increased over COVID, Billy? I mean, I know your your swearing has increased, but has um, your has your Bible reading followed that trend? It's about the same. Yeah, I mean, mine hasn't decreased. Or I increased, would say I would say actually the last two weeks it's been worse because we're in a, a new routine with like the kids being home and we were on vacation last week. But I still read. I just feel like it's more. It's not as I had like a morning routine that I don't have right now because mornings are weird. They're a little different. Everyone's home. Yeah. So we kind of do stuff with the kids more. Um, do you still I get up insanely like, early like you used to? I do. Although the last like week or two, I've really struggled to get up. Like I've been getting up at five 30. I got up at six today, which was like a little too late. Um, so I've been going to bed too late. Yeah. Got but, it. Chris, but it how about you? My Bible reading stayed about the same. Uh, well recently it's been up because I've, I'll, I'll mention in a minute, but no, I, my, my timetables haven't changed. I still go to work at four thirty and go to bed probably around ten thirty or eleven, I suppose. But um, I'm, I'm right now, and I, I should volunteer to do this more. But it's a lot of work when you've got a regular job and other things you volunteer for and do other things, and then being asked to preach. We're in the middle of a pastoral search right now because our pastor resigned, and uh, his last Sunday was the last Sunday of December. And so we've been in pastoral search, but then the COVID stuff happened. So that put a delay on the search, but we've got a guy that we're interviewing is going to come. And so for the month of August, for the five Sundays in August, I'm going to be preaching at our church and doing a series that I'm calling Invincible. In fact, I've recruited Billy and I'm going to recruit you too as well. I just, I just need you to read the, a couple little lines that I'll record and hopefully be able to make part of a video. If it's cheesy, I'm not going to use it, but I will at least want to be able to use it if I can. But so nice. no, so my Bible reading is up a little bit now just because I'm preparing for this, which, and I like, I like doing it when I have the time to do it. I, yeah. You know. So anyway, That's no, cool. but, but if you know, you are, will you wear a hat while you're preaching? 
No, but I, I do often wear t-shirts. Like, so I'll wear a pink Floyd. I like, I've preached in a pink Floyd t-shirt before and a Punisher t-shirt and other things, but, um, <laughs> You're a so it's so like Billy doesn't read other than like, you've got comic books. I know, but you know, and Lucas is reading St. Augustine. I'm reading two books I'm reading right now are, are right here. Uh, Caddyshack, the making of a Hollywood Cinderella story, which is fabulous by the way. Nice. And I'm also reading, and I love this book. I love this book, and I, I have to restart it every time I read it because I forget what has gone on because of so much. It's this. It's Keith Richards' uh, autobiography from the Rolling Stones. My gosh, that I'm book. sorry. That What's makes that? me more angry than Lucas is reading. Ugh. Back that up to your head. I want to see, like, in relation to your face. How big. Okay, all right. It looked okay. That's a big book. It is. That's about how big the Confessions is. Yeah, it's about uh, it's about 550 pages. It looks like. Okay. So I mean, really I don't really read anymore because I just I don't. If it's not 400 to 600 words, you don't read it. I don't think. <laughs> no, I mean I'm at that point. Uh, I uh, haven't uh, even reread my own book, so I need to do that. Neither have I. Um, <laughs> I haven't read my book all the way through, my new one all the way through well, yeah, yet. So wait, yeah, yeah so I no. haven't either. I'm about to do it. I actually, need, I just got the proofread copy today. You guys, nice. you guys need to instead of doing humble brags where I haven't really read it, I want you to talk about your books. Who wants to go first? Because you both have forthcoming Lucas, books. Lucas, you go first. Lucas, tell us what so, it, what, it's, what it's called if you can. What it's going to be I don't, about? I don't think I can yet. I've not been date. given the green light. Okay. So I have a book coming out looking at um, how. Uh, the church has been affected by um, a lot of the, we'll say, culture of the day and sort of a faith and culture sort of deep dive. Um, but I just finished it, turned it in uh, early July over kind of the fourth uh, weekend there and um, felt pretty good. I have not read it all the way through in entirety, uh, like sitting down like front to back. So I need to do that, but I decided, like, I was going, like, 12 and 15-hour days to try to get this thing done. I mean, I wrote our friend Sarah that uh, Billy yeah. connects me with. It just was incredible helping to edit, and, um, it like, it was crazy. So I wrote so, like, it's the fastest I've ever done anything like that. So um, I wanted to take a break, and so in August, I'm going to sit down and start going through it and reading again. And you know, I'll get some time to make some changes and everything else. But now, Billy, your, you just—it it comes out. It it it'll come out next spring. So is, it, is your publisher going to send? Is your publisher going to send you edits? <clears throat> yeah, the, yeah. Okay. So I gave it to them, and I'm sure they'll have some edits for me. So, right. but we, I, you know, I'd like to think it's it's pretty close. But okay. you know, we'll see what they come up with. I'm excited for you. I, and I, I think it's a that. great topic. No matter what happens in November, this is an issue that needs to be addressed. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I, I originally thought it was going to, you know, I was really kind of bummed that it didn't come out for election time. But as I think about it more, it's bigger than election. Yeah. I'm not really talking about Biden or Trump in the book. You know, it's kind of beyond that. So uh, I think so it's going to be thesis? a good resource. Are you taking a point of view? What are you what are you arguing? in? This oh, so yeah. I have a strong point of view. Yeah. So what is what is, I just what, don't know how much I can say. Oh, okay. So I have to like. I want to make sure. I I don't think anybody would care. Right, but you don't but want to screw anything up. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to screw anything up. So there's a there's a book called Was it Billy? You remember we talked to these guys? I think we've talked to these guys. Uh, I've got it up on my shelf. The way back, right? Remember the, yes. the book, The way back. Yeah. And they talk about. Listen, it's not a fight over. Jesus didn't come to win the culture. Jesus came to change lives. And when you go and do that, then you start to change the culture. And that's kind of a that's position. Cook, Cook. What's his first yeah, name? Cook. Why am I for not Alistair? Phil Cook, I think. And Jonathan, Phil Cook. Oh my Jonathan, gosh. Phil. Yeah, yeah, Phil, yeah, yeah. Phil, Phil. We and know Jonathan. Those are friends. Jonathan Beck. Is it Jonathan Beck? Is that his name? What's his name? I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
I don't remember. So I, but I, but I, no, Phil's great. Phil's I've awesome. Kind of, I've kind of adopted that view in my own life because we've spent a lot of time fighting these culture wars, and we got to get back to you know spreading the gospel and saving souls, and that's kind of what's going to help change the culture. That well, doesn't that mean we the... shouldn't play in the culture. We absolutely should. We should be doing podcasts like this so people have something fun to listen to because every once in a while you just need a break from the idiocy of life. Right? Well, that was the takeaway, though, from that survey from the American Bible Society that we were just talking about with the 9%, that we need to get back to discipleship. The fact that clearly people are not—being a Christian isn't about whether or not you can go to church, whether or mm. not—yes, we love to go to church. We want to be in community. We're supposed to be with other Christians. Right. It's actually about how deeply rooted it is, and once you take those things away, if your go-to is to move away from the Bible and not do it on your own, then how rooted was it really— so that was yeah. their takeaway at the, at the right. end of that. Like we need to, the church needs to move away from survival and move into discipleship, which I think is true. Huge, um, yep, for sure. So Good. I'm excited for your book. Talk, let's talk about yours. You're further along the process. So my book comes out September 8th before the election, and it's a book that I did not want to write. And I think I've told you both this. I mean, I've told you both extensively about how I didn't really want to work on it because <clears throat> it's called Playing With Fire. And it's just it's about demons, possession and f sort of from a perspective of interviewing experts like Lucas Miles, who actually is. You are in the book. Um, I am apparently an expert on demons. Well, so. you are. Well, no, but, you know, talking to pastors, but talking to people who have been afflicted and yeah. who have gone through things and really looking at. This is something since the beginning of time that human beings have been saying has happened to them. Yeah. And what's really interesting without going on an, a tangent is that when you look at data, half of Americans almost, it's within the 40s, it's like 44%, I forget the exact number, believe in these sorts of things. And there's some really interesting data out there. So it feels like a strange topic, but we know as Christians it's it's real. I, and we, you know, I just talked to somebody today that has been, they've been hearing kind of voices in their house. And uh, and this is, this is a sane professional person, like, you know, yep great person, but that's, that's been a struggle for them. And so, and I don't think that they're, I don't think it's a, um, you know, I don't see this as a, like a cognitive, like they're hearing voices because they're hearing voices. I think that, you know, it's a spiritual component and they've identified it as that they, and they're, but you know, what they've done is they've started doubling down on, I got to get to know the Lord, you know, in that conversation. And so, so you know, they're, you and they that? said that as you, they've been like listening to the word, it's going away. How What's do you that? deal with that as a pastor? I mean, you can't blow it off. Because there's a part yeah. of you that goes, this person might be nuts. They might be hearing something. Is anybody else hearing something? Are they mistaking you, noises for voices? I mean, how do you deal with that as a pastor? And and Billy, I don't know if I, you know, uh, I don't know if this is in the book or or I can't remember which all the stories I told. Did I, did I tell you the story about the uh, the Vietnamese uh, girls? Yeah. Oh, that we, that's like my favorite story on the face of the earth. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the there book? was a story in, where I mean, Chris, have I told you this? No, I don't think so. Okay. All right. So we um, we was early on when we started our church there. Uh, we lived in an apartment complex, and my wife had like long story short, like she'd gone to get her nails done, and this this gal and all the gals in our area that that at this particular place that are um, they're Vietnamese at this nail salon. Well, we would always talk about like this food we'd smell in our apartment that smelled so good. It was this Asian food, and it comes to find out that the girl that my wife was going to regularly to cut or to to like do her nails was our next door neighbor, and we never like saw each other and and like she was like so she we like build a relationship they'd have us over cook my taught my wife how to cook vietnamese food and i mean just like became really good friends well they were very transient like with some of like so she'd have different roommates all the time that were coming in to like learn the practice and 
And um, one day she called us and we were at another business that we were running at that time in addition to the church. And uh, she goes, you know, Lucas, you got to come over here right away. And I'm going to go, what's going on? Now, she's Buddhist and all of her friends were Buddhist. And we'd talk to her about the Lord. And she would acknowledge that, like, you know, I think Jesus is real. But, like, you know, my family is so rooted in, like, Buddhism that I can't go against the family. And so that was, like, a thing. So, um, you know, she called me and she said, I need you to come over right here. This when my roommate is is demonized is what she called it mm. or afflicted by an evil spirit. And I was at, I was at work, you know, and I, you know, we were the owners of this company. But I said, look, you know. We're going to come up. We're going to stop by tonight. Like, is everybody safe? Is anybody hurting themselves? No, 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 no. OK, we'll stop by tonight. And my general attitude is I don't let a demon change my schedule. So, like, unless somebody is, like, dying or hurting themselves or suicidal, then it's probably been there a while. And I don't have to rush and panic and run over there. And so I try to show up on my terms. Uh, and so I come over there and we go into this apartment and she starts talking to my wife. But she takes me and she takes me in this back bedroom sticks me in the back bedroom and shuts the door. So I and love there's, this story. There's wait, this. There, so the Vietnamese this. took you in the back of her apartment. Yeah. So it's her apartment. Okay. And, and, you know, we knew her roommate. Okay. And, um, and, uh, she puts me in the back bedroom with her roommate and she takes my wife and she's telling my wife what's going on. But she, I, she just sent me in there. I have my Bible with me and I'm just going in. And if this would have been a movie, I'd have like a priest collar on. Um, but, uh, we, I, I go in the room and so I, I, I just start talking to her, you know, and she's totally under the covers of this bed and, but she's like kind of writhing around. So like the covers are moving up and down and like she, you know, you can tell she's like just in agony underneath these covers, but I can't see her. And, um, and you know, so I sit down and I say her name and, you know, I, I kind of sit on the edge of the bed and I said, Hey, what's going on? And, uh, no real response. And then I, I said, you know, I, I basically just started like you know, praying over, uh, her. And, um, and I, I just put my hand kind of like where her feet were. And I just said, I just command this thing to leave right now in the name of Jesus. And she responds in English and says, no. And I said, I said, you don't have a right to be here. And this, this demon out of her says she wants us here. So this demon is now talking in the third person out of her in English to me. And we had a whole conversation about how this demon, you know, is that she wants them there. It was always plural. And, um, you know, uh, I finally like just opened up the Bible. I started, you know, praying over, speaking the word. And I finally just go, I just command this thing to leave right now in the name of Jesus. You have no right to be here. And all of a sudden, this girl like just takes a really deep breath, almost like you know somebody like you know, like coming back to life after they've been stabbed with adrenaline on a movie or something. And she just goes, <gasps> and she sits up really fast. And for the first time, I can see her, and it's not the girl who we knew. It's an entirely different Vietnamese girl who we found out later doesn't speak English. <laughs> Whoa! And so she sees me for the first time doesn't realize I've been in her room for 20 minutes talking to her through the covers. And she starts screaming at me and Vietnamese totally panicked that there's some random white guy sitting on her bed. <laughs> and she runs out of the room and goes to get her roommate, you know, and starts yelling at her and Vietnamese trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, our friend is going like, look, you were having an evil spirit. You were doing all this weird stuff. He's a pastor. We called him over. And so what they did is they actually um, 
they they recorded they would that we came over multiple times kind of like that that was the most dramatic and but they finally started recording themselves reading the bible in vietnamese and anytime their roommate would like have this demonic attack they would hit play and just leave it in her room by herself on this little recording reading the bible and it would make her stop but yet they would like feed evil spirits like they'd leave little bowls of rice outside of their it's, it's, their balcony door it's like a sp- you know they like feed a, it a little bit of food if you have a yeah, stray cat it's like a what does it, if you if you keep putting food out and you've got a stray cat and they keep coming back and then you're surprised they're there exactly so yes that i don't know if that did that make the book billy i don't know i have to rem- i can't remember because i i <laughs> think it did story, i think it though. did okay. you know there was so much and actually like going back to content too and i'll probably be coming back to you to be like hey can we because I'm going to be writing a lot about this topic and about the book, obviously. Um, but there's a lot of stories like that. And I think, you know, the, the first reaction people have is to be like, this is weird, right? You know, if right. you're not in the church, even if people are, and we, you spoke a lot about this in the book, the fact that the church has done a terrible job in some facets on this issue, avoids it, not always, there's lots, of, but but a lot of pastors don't want to address it. And yeah. we did a survey with HarperCollins and went into their Christian database and pulled out Christian leaders. And we had a few thousand people who we asked questions to. And these were pastors, Sunday school leaders. You know, how many of you feel like this is a big issue? Everyone feels like it's a major issue. Only half of the people feel like their churches are addressing it enough. Right. Um, and Or they haven't heard sermons about it. And so... If we don't address this, though, I mean, if we believe people can be afflicted, at some point we have to assume culture can be afflicted by it. And I don't know. I feel like we're kind of flying blind and and not really addressing the ins and the outs of it. So the book does that, but it tells story, tells people stories, and it intersperses interviews with experts like Lucas. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, that. I enjoyed getting interviewed about this topic. I thought it was a lot of fun. I know you had. I know there were some pastors that didn't want to do this. Well, you know, and. Yeah, I I had an easier time. Let me just be honest here. Getting Hollywood actors who we know to offer endorsements than I did getting some pastors to do interviews for it. So that to me speaks volumes. Yeah. Do you but, think, do you think it's a, they're afraid to talk about it? It's too weird, or like they don't know enough about it to talk about it? I think both. no. Uh, but I I'd say both would be my like argument. The first, yeah. maybe. But yeah. the first, maybe more. What do you think? The first. I don't want to come up across as a kook kind of deal. I think there's some I think there's a stigma when you talk about I mean, if you talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit or you talk about kind of demonology stuff, there's a stigma with that. And um, I think or the also, end times or in times. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. I wrote a book about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> what is there left for you to write about, Billy? What He's other have to do something bizarre on tongues. topics? Something on time. You, you might need to do a book on a deep dive on baptism, of the Holy Spirit, like spiritual gifts sort of stuff. So I think it's super interesting. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of stuff. I like to tackle that stuff because other people don't either they're doing it from their perspective or they aren't like looking at it fairly. And I felt like I tried to look at this fairly. Like, yeah, I'm not going to say it doesn't exist. I know it does. So let's look at what people are saying. And there it what was interesting is that the reluctance of people, not in a bad way, but not even reluctance. But but if you're a pastor dealing with it, it's not something you're dying to go out and talk about. It's something you're dealing with and you're willing to share that experience like you were. But, you know, it's almost like I wasn't looking to get into this. Like, I wasn't looking to have a ministry. Like, there were people who I talked to, like, this is just what happened. This is where God put me, and this is what I'm doing, and I'm seeing these things, you know. So the the most interesting thing, not to, and then I'll shut up about this, but 
was the Indiana story, which Chris, you remember, and Gary Indiana, the possession mm-hmm. story, which That's is the most wild story. That's the first story you told me when we met. Yes. That was the first thing we talked so, about, too. Tell that, tell wild. that You should tell yeah, that tell story. Him. Tell that story. So, so there was a mother and her kids, and a mother, a grandmother, so her mother and their kids, living in a house in Gary, Indiana. Long story short, they start having strange things happen, and CPS gets involved, and the assumption is that they're lying about what's going on, that these kids are being abused, right? Um, and so... This all culminates in a doctor's office one day. 911 is called in a pediatrician's office. They go to the hospital. CPS again gets involved. And the the CPS report reads that the child walked up a wall. So they witnessed a nurse and the CPS. Now, this is government documentation. They see this kid walk up a wall, flip over backwards. And, of course, they run out of the room. They get a doctor. The doctor doesn't believe them. But this case goes on and on and on. The cops get involved. They start investigating. The cops start seeing things in the house. You have a Catholic priest who's come in to address this to kind of say, okay, you know, is this happening? Is it not? He starts seeing things. And so mm. we didn't. I didn't interview the mother or any of the kids. They've moved on from this, I, I guess. But I did talk to the priest and, a, and the police officer, the person who ran the investigation, who confirmed every single detail of what was in these reports. And so you get a chance and I go deep into that, into that story, um, because it, that is the most compelling. There's government documentation and numerous officials saying that they all saw things at different points. That is so crazy. So I got a, I, I got a question. So Hollywood loves to do the climbing the walls thing, especially when it comes to demons. How Lucas, how would a demon possessed person be able to climb the walls? What, what well, is, explain to uh, the listeners going, yeah. okay, right. So yeah, sure. They climbed the walls. What is Explain why that, why that is, what, what, would, what would be going on there? So I've never seen, I mean, we have the story in scripture of the seven sons of, of Sceva that, you know, try to cast out, uh, try to cast out, you know, this demon and basically it kind of attacks them and beats right. them all up and seems right. to have this like superhuman sort of strength, you know? And so. You know, from a biblical standpoint, that's probably like the the best evidence. And the guy we who's have breaking for, chains and stuff, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, Legion yeah. breaking chains. You know, so we see kind of some moments of like this this super ability, this super strength. I have a a dear friend who is a pastor in Africa that um, he has multiple occasions told me about a group of like these demonized witches there. That you know, this was this was literally one of his reports to me. Now he is Kenyan. And he said that um, there's a group of witches that were coming against him, and they are known to actually dig up the dead and eat them in the cemetery, and that they fly around in wooden baskets across the countryside. What? So, you know, that's uh, – and I'll tell you, that's not an isolated thing. I mean, if you go across places within Africa, you will hear stories like that. And whether those are legends, whether those are documented, whether those are real, I don't know. But there's a there's a strong belief in those things mm. that they that they happen. And so, um, you know, and I mean, we've seen I mean, we've we've been African seen a lot of I've been there five different times. I've seen a lot of, you know, um, you know, instances that would be, you know, that I would classify as, as demonization in some form. So I've never seen anybody climb walls. I've never seen anybody kind of have that super strength. But again, like I feel like I'm going in that position in a different mindset. Like I'm not going in there with any fear about it. Like yeah. you'll hear these people like, well, you have to have two people anytime you approach a demon or something, yeah. you know, and I'm going like, I got Jesus with me. Like that's what's, what's, that, what's that based and on? So, what's, the, what's the, you have to have two people thing based on? Is that, a, was is that like, like a Catholic yeah, rule or is that something other people, biblical? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, there was there used to be a belief too, like in some of the charismatic churches, that like if they didn't throw up, then they didn't get they didn't release the demon. Oh, like the peace and right. so on, that's like, still a thing. That still pops up. Or yes. if you don't cough or yawn or have some kind of reaction that you haven't expelled it, right? Like this is the what if it's a thing. I mean, Does that I count? would. I got that. That would be my go-to probably in that case. I've but, been but, exercised you know, the thing, the several times during the wall, this show. Here's the thing about the guy, the kid walking up the wall. Okay, there were some other CPS workers, but the CPS worker who wrote that report, I believe it was the one who wrote the report, she left her job mm. over it and never and moved and mm. left the state after this case and was not. I could not track her down. I tried to, and the the police officer, the captain I spoke with, he said this had a profound effect wow. on her life. This case, she wow. quit her job after. Yeah, I don't. I don't doubt that. I, if they say they saw it, I don't have any reason to other than it's do we have the movie rights but... to this? Can we is that is that securable? <laughs> I think someone has the movie rights to it. I, actually, I think it's I heard that's the people who have the conjuring movie rights that they had the oh, rights really? to the story. That's amazing. I don't know. I don't know how true that is. But, you know, I I don't know. I'm skeptical, though, too, of people's stories unless I feel like I can trust them. And there were people I thought everybody I talked to in this book. I trusted. I felt like they were not making it up. In fact, people were telling their story with a disadvantage in mind, knowing that in some cases it was going to hurt them to tell yeah. the story. Right. Yeah. So my reputation is already so poor that by telling my stories, I know that it won't hurt me any more than the way, hurt myself. By the way, this this podcast has covered it all. Trump's competence, so, demons. I was thinking. Uh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, Lucas, you're coming on the Playing With Fire podcast. I have like a, a one-season podcast about this. You're uh -huh. going to be coming on that. Oh, you're, okay. you're doing a series on that. Good. So, yes, I like it. Uh, along those lines, and maybe we can end with this story. Did you see the story today about the Satanic Temple and the scholarships? Yes. <laughs> what did you think? Yes. The Satanic <sighs> Temple is a... It's Most people don't know what it is. They're going to they're going to organization. organization. It's, 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 yeah. it's an atheist organization. It's an atheist Let's group. Start there. They're and they're they're the separation of church and state people. They're activists. They're in Salem, Massachusetts, and they use satanic imagery and they use that horned whatever that thing is as their statue. And in fact, they were the ones who were trying to get was it in Oklahoma? Where was it? They were trying to there's a 10 commandments there, so we need to put the statue of this horned goat head yes, man yes there. yes okay, so they were fighting that so they're they're really an atheist group they're like they're like uh what's his name what's his name what's our friend's name it's not really our friend but he's our friend the freedom from religion yeah. foundation the, guy, the military guy mikey oh mikey weinstein right. well he's not an he would he's i don't think he'd call himself an atheist okay. although the military religious freedom foundation they, i think they, people would assume they fight the same causes these guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mikey. I, have I haven't guys. seen him yeah. in a while. What's right. he been up to? I don't Mikey. know or care, but that's not nice. I, I shouldn't say that. Can I just say whenever I would call the Freedom from Religion Foundation, they would cringe. I'd be like, hi, I'm calling to get a quote. Well, and it was like, no, except it, no. Mrs. Mrs. Freedom from Religion <laughs> Foundation hated, hated you. The other guy, what's the husband like you? He, he loved me. The husband yeah. and I are friends because we one time Huffington Post Live set me up on this interview thing, and they're like, you're going to come on. And they didn't tell me that my counterpart was Dan Barker from the Freedom from Religion Foundation. And we just hit it off. Like, yeah. And I so whenever I call him, I ask for him because he's like, hey, how are you? And yeah. we like, have a good conversation. She like waves she her finger in my devil. face and yells at me. She does. She does not like Billy at all. No, not anyway, a fan. So this, this satanic temple group, they're really just more of an anti 
church and state group. But they use the satanic imagery. They use all that kind of stuff. That's what they play with. That's what they, I mean, that's what they play their whole, that's what their whole shtick is, right? So the, Which the is probably people. satanic influence. Right. So I'm, I don't have any problem, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, calling them satanists, even though they would probably just identify as atheists or whatever. But listen, you're running the satanic temple. You use all the satanic imagery. You're against God in schools and you don't like the church. Yeah. I'm okay calling you a satanist. And you can say, I'm not a satanist all you want. It's like all of your fruit then says why are you satanist. doing that? Yeah. So, yeah. so they started this. They've got this organization, the Satanic Temple. And they announced this week, I think they announced it on, what's today? The 23rd. So they announced it on Monday, this new scholarship. And they're offering the Devil's Advocate Scholarship. Two $500 scholarships for for uh, 2020 is, it, graduates. Is that all the money the devil has is two $500 scholarships? Apparently. And so they have to submit it by August 31st. But it's uh, the Devil's Advocate Scholarship. Encourage benevolence and empathy. Reject tyrannical authority. Advocate common sense. Oppose injustice. Undertake noble pursuits by championing religious pluralism. Protecting free thought. Now that's generally speaking, <laughs> as Americans, we can go okay. I can some, see some of that, right? More from the group on its take on education. The Satanic Temple advocates the protection of bodily autonomy and the pursuit of knowledge. Okay. Uh, it views intellectual exploration as critical component of ind- individual fulfillment. Often, however, people confuse learning with schooling. Again, I can get on board with that. Sure. While learning involves a self-directed approach to better one's understanding of things, schooling involves the imposition of an oppressive hierarchical structure that demands obedience to authority first and foremost because that, and that's where they start to have a pro- now. I agree to an extent, but they're anti-authoritarian people. Right. Uh, demands obedience and authority first and foremost, and determines what knowledge should be disseminated and how it should be imparted. Again, I can find some agreement there. Compulsory schooling violates the fundamental civil rights of the children who are forced to attend. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going. Maybe I need to sign up for the Satanic Temple because <laughs> I'm I'm one of those people who argues at least in part, in theory, against compulsory education. Compulsory school Chris and I have, the, this is where Chris and I clash on this issue a little bit, because, because can you because imagine Billy how much dumber state, we would all be? Oh, Billy yeah. wants the state to babysit everybody's children, because Billy obviously is a fascist. Um, Until you're 16, you have to be in school. I'm good with it. I don't have a problem Anyway, with so they go through, and they're talking, they talk about to Malcolm <laughs> Jerry, who, who founded the the satanic temple and he's talking about i'm disappointed he, th- this all started because this girl in high school had written him a letter saying would you write a letter of recommendation for me for a religious scholarship being offered in my school well she doesn't get it and so he's pissed it says i'm disappointed she didn't get to receive the scholarship as a moment of opportunity to grow our scholarship uh, in addition to promoting our values by honoring our values whatever values they might have our values by honoring <laughs> those who engage in pro-social and blah 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 anyway so to apply for the scholarship you can do all sorts of things, and uh, it says uh, you have to you have to answer one of these two questions. Option number one: What initiatives have you undertaken that are consistent with the Satanic Temple's tenets and mission? Okay, then. <laughs> and number two: Or please uh, discuss and describe in detail any one of the teachers who crushed your spirit, undermined your self confidence, and made you hate every minute you were forced to be in school. Ironically, they were atheists or secularists. Right, exactly. That's the best part. The I'm happy to apply. People, right. Those are the people who made <laughs> right. me miserable. Anyway, yeah. so they can sit. They can submit an essay or a poem or a work of art or a film project or some other. Crazy, and it's just, it's just all nonsense. But it's like, 
All I, I know I is if they yeah, yeah, I would the take a minute sample scholarship. to have a limoncello LaCroix, they would might actually believe in God. I just want to say that here. So we nope. should get sponsor dollars. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It it's and, and it's it's nuts. Yeah, it is. It's a ridiculous organ. And the, for them to be mad when people call them Satanists after, you know, be like starting an organization saying that, you know, uh, you know, we're for, you know, all these different things that have to do with segregation and your emblems are white hoods. And, you know, you, <laughs> you know, like well, not, you yeah, call no, yourself the, the, the KKK for America. And or, then when people call like, you racist, you're mad about it. Go, I'm not racist. Or like saying, saying that, like you embrace one of Jesus's, you know, commandments, love others and then refusing to wear a mask angrily. Oh, like that kind yeah, of thing. Just right? like that. Uh, just like that, Billy. They all need a limoncello. That's all I'm saying. They all do. And I, just, I'm sure I love knocking them. I love you all, anti-maskers. Please don't harass me. So, the, but here's, um, here's what has here's what needs to happen. When Billy gets back to the hairdresser, he's going to have to insist that they supply have a full stock of limoncello Lacroix. That's yeah. The only well, I almost brought mine in, and I remembered I had to wear a mask while I was getting my haircut. And then you have to like do the thing where you like pull it so like, around your ears, so like so, they Bill, can like do around your ears, and then you put it back on on this side, and then you pull off this side. They do around your ears there. I have Billy. to go to the eye doctor tomorrow, which is like my nightmare because they're putting something in my eye. You know, like any like I just the thought of going to the eye doctor is grossing oh. me out. But I have I haven't been to a doctor in months, so I, need I went to, go. to I went to the dentist. Remember, I told you I lost that tooth. Remember, I I had that. Oh tooth yeah, tooth knocked out right. Well, I had to have them go pull the other one right. So look. Oh wow! Oh, that, oh! I wasn't wait, nice? I wasn't expecting ah. that. So they're gonna take posts and put them up there. Ah! You and they're gonna some, give you. I'll give oh, wow. have replacement teeth that look just like those. Okay, if you're listening, can we post a picture of this on the Twitter feed I, so I everybody so. can see this? I have the video of this. If okay, Chris is okay great. with it, <laughs> that's fine with me. I don't care. So yeah, because um, if they're listening, they're not gonna get the. But full, they're gonna drill the little posts up there, and then they'll put. Full, uh, you should get fangs. Oh, I would like to. Can I share you with you guys my craziest purchase during COVID before we go? Is it the bounce you know house? What a, Wait, is it the bounce you know what house? A life straw? Do you know what a life straw is? Oh, it's where you can suck out of a pond. Yeah. Yeah. I, we took this. some to Kenya. Yeah. Well, I have some here. I still wouldn't use it. I did. People were like drinking out of like crazy Kenya water, like in this gutter. And I was like, nope, still not no, doing it. I mean, yeah, I, no. I'm sure life straw is totally legit. And, but I'm like, sure I'm too. just like, Billy Stuff's going to get on the outside, and I'm going to carry it in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, like, I might need to drink tap water with it in America. Like, I don't. I don't. You are such I'm a germaphobe baby. You should try a limoncello with it and see if you can still taste the lemon. Ooh, that will be the test. That's a good idea. So, so um, wait, all right. And is before that really, we go. Is that really the craziest purchase you've had? What is the craziest? No. Okay. So you did, no. the you did buy a bounce house, right? I how did the app thing work where you played the video game? Oh, it's fun. I have it. I, I have it, oh, and I've no. used it a bunch of times. I need to use it more, but it's fun. It's actually cool. What is it now? What it's it? this ab machine that you put your arms on, and your phone is on it, and you're playing a game while you move. Plank. You kind of do a yeah. plank on it, and then you're playing like a like a Space Invaders game while you're doing it. And I got my I got my rower here. My rower's here. So that's Chris, great. to have the kind of money you can buy your third house and just constantly order and stuff on Amazon to play with gadgets. I yeah. stopped ordering. I did. I've since stopped ordering. True, yeah. I, was, I ordered a vacuum. Yeah, you, that you, was you've the been last busy buying houses. That's why you haven't bought anything online lately. <laughs> hey, it hasn't gone through yet. We'll see. I don't know. But I'll have no money after that. So that's you guys right. could be happy that I'm poor officially. Um, 
<laughs> By the way, anybody listening, if you I want people to reach out, like go to our Facebook page, the Church Boys. Yes. If you have had any first of all, tell us what you think of the show, rate us on iTunes or whatever other place you're listening. But if you've had a crazy spiritual experience, I'm actually going to be taking people's stories uh-huh. and 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 bringing some people on pending you're not crazy. Um, and I assume you're not. Unless you're really um, crazy and then you'd like to have them on as well. You, I want you to come on the Playing With Fire podcast because I want people to tell their stories. You could do it anonymously, but reach out to us because, you know, why not? So you're gonna do, are you going to do that, that, that podcast for a year? How long are you doing that? No, it's just going to be like eight to ten episodes. Yeah. You It'll be in the fall. You know what? Bill, uh, Lucas and I would be happy to come moderate. <laughs> you mm, should come moderate. Actually, like Lucas this. doesn't know this, but he's recording his episode in the next few days, hopefully. Oh, really? so. <laughs> oh interesting. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, perfect. well, with that, is anything else we need to add, or can we get out of here? No. I, I, think, this was, I think this was pretty good. All right, this was right. fun. Oh, and next yeah. week we might have a special guest. Oh, what? <laughs> I think we told them two weeks ago. Next week, next time we record, we it's might have our a special... lure. That's it's right. our. It's kind of like the COVID thing. Like we might be out of quarantine soon. Right. And yeah. So well, I here mean, we are. <laughs> maybe a certain musician who no longer believes in God and has been in the headlines in recent months. Maybe him. Have, I would maybe I can't promise. Did Did you what get happened? that? Did you see that note from him, Lucas, from Billy I did. about this interview? Oh. Um, this possible interview? No, I didn't see. I don't think I saw. An, oh, I, I knew that it was possible, okay, but I didn't good. see like a note okay. from him. No, from Billy. Or, I meant. From Billy. Oh yes, I yeah. saw a note. I see. I see notes from Billy he all the time. Followed me on Twitter. He followed me on Twitter. Sent me his email, so oh, he's wow. prepared to. Wow. He's nice. It was, pro- I would it was love probably to talk the Harry him. Potter glasses it's that got it. that they got him. Why don't you buy glasses that don't have glare? That's what I want to understand. This pa- I, that's why I don't wear this pair. This pair <laughs> all has I can very see bad. Is your, all I can see <laughs> is your screen. Can I see myself I, waving? It's like I'm watching Tron I'm trying to see if I can sell myself waving. I just ordered a new pair that do, that do not have it. This was like, I pay like nothing for these glasses. I can I get them tell. Penny. <laughs> it's like My wife just home. got glasses. Oh, really? Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I think like literally today. I haven't even like officially seen them is yet. She so Is she here? Yeah. She should come, come model the glasses. We got to see this. <laughs> Let's see if she's gonna come down. We haven't stopped. She's horrified by the I'm thought sure of coming on the show. I have to go talk to those two fat people again. Good lord! <laughs> I like that paneling. I'm into that paneling. You do not. Why there. do you like that paneling? I mean, it's I like lovely, I, lovely paneling. I Look, like you're the king paneling. of wood paneling. Look behind you. Well, that wood paneling is a different kind of wood paneling. But you like the you like the vertical wood oh, paneling. Oh, we came home and half the wood paneling was off the wall what? after vacation. Wait, How so, weird is that? So what happened? I don't know. Tons of the wood paneling was off the wall to the point I had to repair it. it took me three hours last night. You don't I had think to repair, somebody, resaw new pieces. You don't think somebody re- was, you don't think somebody like, was in there, do you? Yeah, she's, like she's it just coming. fell off. No, I think it just fell off. I don't know if it got too hot because nobody okay. had air conditioning on for the week. Oh, yuck. So we All right, here she on. is. Okay, there she, she is. is. Let's see the glasses. You gotta get Ooh, up I like those. Oh, those look really nice. I like oh, those glasses. Look at you. Those oh, are very, play. very nice. <laughs> I like hey, this, them. This is, it's got to be family oh, friendly. Oh, family. <laughs> <laughs> are, you covering, are we covering up? <laughs> she was shaking her hair out. Oh, so, yeah. I love it. Looks, looks nice. Looks really good. She really is your better half. I don't but know you how know she puts yes. up with even it. If they, even if they she look, just, you know, if, if she, even if they look terrible, we wouldn't say anything, right? Kenya, come here. 
This is the uh, there's the Doberman. Oh, there you go. How old is how old is Kenya? She's like nine. Yeah. Is she vicious at all? She. We have to be really careful when people come over. Oh, they really? have to like get to know her. They have to love dogs. Okay. And if they're like at all, if they show any fear, she will sniff it out and she will show. She like will bite the back of your legs. Oh, That's really? That's how my little wiener dog is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of course you have a wiener, dog. A wiener well, dog. Well, he's half lab, half wiener. Do you take do you do you carry the wiener dog to the hairdresser in your purse? He's too big. He's in he's your like, Harry he's Potter twenty five pounds, but he's he's tiny, but he's heavy. He's yeah. like a I, fits right in with the Hallowell I, family. I, he's just heavy. I, he's heavy. I can see you wearing a hairnet, your Harry Potter glasses. Some uh, purple rubber gloves carrying this wiener dog to the hairdresser. Right. Shall we say, Go, I'm not lost my tips. what is morbidly obese, they say. <laughs> I'm not getting the, the COVID, I hope. Kill <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy and his fat dog walking around the neighborhood, <laughs> both of them wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> should put Reagan in the mask. <laughs> No, it's a golf cart around the gated community. I cannot I wait God. for my golf cart. The dog like sitting shopping. on his lap. Do you know that will be my purchase that makes me the happiest? So everybody the there, cart. seriously, everybody has it. Yeah, we have cart. a. There's a shed. This house has a shed built for the for to drive it right into the wait. shed, which is next to, to the butler it. house. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of is the greatest Photoshop I've ever done, and that is the one of you on that scooter. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's what it makes me think of. Gonna send that to Lucas. <laughs> you need to, yeah, you need to post that slide or send that. it to me. So, my work right. loves that one. Yeah, right. goodbye. Okay, well, don't we'll say goodbye yet. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta hit the clock. Bye. Music here. Okay, just a second. There we go. Bye. Such a stupid show. <laughs> but it's fun. Uh, and there's the glare. There it is. <laughs> like he wants to be mocked. I'm going to post video of this. I'm going to post the video. I probably picked my nose. Catch it. The Church Boys. Person, woman, man, camera TV. They say, that's amazing. How did you do that?